Welcome to I Think Speech. I am Hazel Archer Ginsburg. And today I wanted to talk a little bit about Michaelmas. What is that season that we have entered into? Well, the arrival of autumn always signifies a test. Are we willing to breathe in after the outbreath of summer? Are we willing to consciously harvest all the sense perceptions that we have gathered? Are we willing to preserve and begin to digest all these life forces which we've received, giving us the, the reserves that, that we need to courageously go into the dark of the year. We know that around the, the fall equinox, when the sun enters the, the constellation of Virgo, our morality is tested. And in Libra, the sign of the scales, the human being is indeed weighed on that stern measure. Will our inner strength hold up when the support of nature is withdrawn? So yeah, because you know, during the, the growing season, nature supports our human consciousness. It's a gift given to us from the cosmos. But for the harvest, we must work to fashion our own self-consciousness if we are to remain inwardly awake. So what has all this got to do with this new Christian festival that we call Michaelmas? Well, spiritual science tells us that human consciousness is ever-evolving. So less than 150 years ago, 143 to be exact, humanity experienced a huge shift in consciousness. And so it was around the end of the 19th century that the fixed date of September 29th came to be called the Feast Day of St. Michael and all the heavenly hosts. So the, the old legends always prefaced the famous story of the battle against the dragon with an enumeration of the nine angelic realms with Michael, the sun being, standing before us as the king and herald of all the hierarchies. And so as we, we strive to create this, this, it's a festival of the future, right? Which we call Michaelmas. We are invited to stand in balance between the light and the dark. To look back to the fruits of the past and to prepare by looking to what is coming toward us from the future. To look at where we've been and to where we're going, to contemplate the angelic choirs that we may look to our future selves, that we may think here and now that 
step by step, we can courageously build our own strong and steady rung on the ladder of evolution, teaching us to count the human being as the 10th hierarchy. It is to this that the mighty sun being, Michael, directs our gaze. But who is this, this powerful spiritual being? <clears throat> well, Rudolf Steiner has given us many indications. For today, let's let's start by, by looking at the name. Mikaela is a question, for it means, who is like God? Or maybe you want to say it like an exclamation. Who is like God? <laughs> you know, but I think questions are good. You know, they, they really help us think. But really, I mean, you know, how can we possibly experience this, this earnest sun being? Well, we can sense his forces in the meteor showers that start in late August and go through November. We can witness the power of Michael behind the shooting stars, strengthening our blood with cosmic iron, waging war there against anxiety, fear, and hate, creating a, an inner process that, that penetrates our earthly thoughts with cosmic thoughts, that our hearts may begin to have thoughts. And so it is that I, I, I just felt we need to, you know, be aware, to be conscious to that, to make a small attempt at, at understanding what spiritual science calls imaginative cognition or heart thinking. And yeah, we can, you know, we can start by asking a question. How can humanity the earth citizen, become once more a citizen of the cosmos. <clears throat> well, it, it certainly won't be by head thinking alone, because in the intellect, we're pretty much isolated from the world, right? Isolated from the cosmos, because you know what? Everybody has their own head, and in that head, their own thoughts, right? That monkey mind, but, but in heart thinking, it's, it's not like that. Imaginative cognition takes us further in our evolutionary journey. So there's this mysterious German word, Gmut, which Steiner uses to describe heart thinking. And it means something like the mind warmed by a loving heart and stimulated by the soul's imaginative power. Hmm, the mind warmed by a loving heart and stimulated by the soul's imaginative power. Yeah, it's, it's not dependent solely on the head, but on the rhythmic system. Bringing us back to where we belong as a being in the cosmos, because in the cosmos, rhythm holds sway. Right? We've heard of the music of the spheres, right? Everything in sync, harmonious, in perfect balance. Until <clears throat> once upon a time, 
another high spiritual being stood in his appointed place in the choir, looking up the ladder to the highest hierarchies with the thought, hmm, it sure would be nice to be God. It would be easy to enslave all these do-gooders. Maybe I'll just cut the line. So, with some other minions, this being endeavored to storm the gates of heaven. Well, needless to say, Michael, along with the other sun beings, felt the commotion coming from this, this agitated thinking. So, Michael, as choir master, guardian of the cosmic intelligence, what does that mean? Cosmic intelligence? He was the guardian of cosmic intelligence. What does that mean? The power or intelligence that keeps the rhythms of the cosmos intact, right? So that's why I like to call him the choir master, right? So Michael, choir master, the guardian of cosmic intelligence, which is the power or intelligence that keeps the rhythms of the cosmos intact, had to hold the fort. And with the help of the other righteous angels, they cast the troublemakers out of heaven in order to keep the music of the spheres harmonious. And so ironically, because that high being wanted to rise higher before its time, he actually fell back, becoming more hardened and, and densified, taking on what we would call, using the language of imagination, the supersensible form of a serpent or dragon. So, yeah, that's our, our famous story, right? But, <laughs> but you may ask, where is the dragon now? Cast out of heaven, where, where did the dragon go? Well, <laughs> you don't have to look far, friends, because spiritual science tells us that the dragon now lives within the human being. The outer cosmic conflict of Michael and the dragon was transferred to the inner human being because only in human nature can the dragon now find his fear of action. But fear not, dear friends, because of that, Mikael now works with us to fight the dragon within our human nature. Mikael has, has given hum humanity the opportunity to take up the cosmic intelligence into our heart thinking. Hmm. So re remember that, that picture of the nine angelic realms? Well, spiritual science says that we have a cosmic aim within human evolution linked with the further development of the elemental beings. These spirits behind nature dwelling in the mineral, plant, and animal kingdoms, seek to rise to a higher existence in the evolutionary process. But this can only be accomplished by passing through human beings, through our human thinking, through our human heart thinking. So when we, we enter into a right relationship with them, and, and that's really what the true meaning of morality is, right relationship, when we, when we use heart thinking to awaken consciously 
to our experience of nature, enlivening our sense perceptions with, with wonder, awe, reverence, the elemental beings can attain to this higher stage of evolution, right? Rudolf Steiner tells us that we can develop a gumut content to our thinking, which shows us how every blossom bears testimony to the existence of what he calls an enchanted elemental being within it. And that through our heart thinking, we can learn to feel the longing in this elemental being, hoping to be released by us instead of being delivered up to the dragon if we are to remain unconscious. So that's what I wanted to bring to you today. This, this idea that heart thinking is the modern, the modern antidote to the dragon. Heart thinking is the modern antidote to the dragon. Yeah, it, it empowers our will to consciously receive sense impressions. So we're not just going around looking at stuff, oh, you know, not really seeing anything, right? Sort of on remote control. No, we have to consciously receive these sense impressions to let the spiritual sun in. And that's, you know, that's the source of the resurrection forces, which enable the human intelligence to unite again with that cosmic intelligence. You know, because in the spiritual realms, Mikael's battle with the dragon has been concluded victoriously. <laughs> but it's here on earth that humanity still has to complete it in alliance with Mikael, whose gesture is no longer that of battle. Now, he raises his hand, beckoning. The hand that was stretched out aggressively in a threatening manner against the adversarial forces has changed in our time and is now beckoning, calling. Come, join me. I, friends, we don't kill the dragon. We tame it. We, we use it for good. We redeem it. Our work today is to begin to feel this, this transformation reflected in Michael's gesture. As guardian of cosmic intelligence, Michael counts on us to become free human beings that we may return this gesture in kind. So I leave you with a question. Could this someday lead to a true healing of the adversarial forces? And finally, who is like God? <laughs>